0: You're listening to the Crosspoint Fellowship Podcast. This series is called Restored, where we're taking a look at what happens when the kingdom comes close. There's some sayings and cliches that uh, that, that, that we use so often so fre- and so and, frequently, and because they have a, a biblical theme where they mention God, and we've heard Him so much that we kind of assume that they are uh, Bible verses, or maybe a proverb or something that that you know, maybe we haven 't read or, or something like that and well one, one such one is is uh, uh, God helps those that helps themselves that that isn 't a bible verse it, it 's not found anywhere in the bible in, in fact um, there 's aspects where um, God does the opposite He helps those that can 't help themselves that 's the whole idea of the the, the cross actually. But we're not going to deal with that one. Um, uh, uh, another one that you've... you've I, I know that everybody listening to this has heard. Probably you heard it growing up from your mother. You uh, you, you, you But you maybe even heard it so much, again, that, that, that you think that this is the Bible verse or Proverbs somewhere in the Bible, and you just maybe skipped over it when you read the Proverbs and that sort of thing. But cleanliness is next to godliness. Maybe you heard that from your mother. You certainly didn't hear it from your father. I mean, you heard things like... You know, rub some dirt in it, or some dirt will never hurt anybody from your father. I mean, you know, I've got four boys in our household. Dirt is something we live with. You know, our our, our, our boys, like, they will come in from playing outside, especially in the summer when they've got the, the sandals and flip flops on, and their dirt is brown, or their feet are brown or black because of all the dirt that's on there. And we, we tell them, go, you know, before they get into bed, and they put those dirties feet in their bed go wash your feet off and they look at us like we're absolutely insane you know boys and guys dirt's not that big of a deal in fact you know god the father may be a little bit more like your father in this because you know after all he did make us out of dirt so maybe he's listening to our mom say this going no that 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 has nothing to do with me you're you're actually a pile of dirt that i formed together but anyway that's again separate Copy. But you know, maybe you heard that so much growing up that, that you think that's that's a Bible verse. We'll we'll come back to that saying here in just a moment. We're we're in this middle of this series called Restored, and this is the second podcast bonus material. Well, just another sermon, I guess. But anyway, this this series called Restored, where we're taking a look at the miracles of Jesus and, and especially the miracles of Jesus out of out of Mark and, 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 and while Jesus is restoring physical bodies with the miracles uh, he's restoring much more than that he is restoring life and we're taking a look at uh, the, the different aspects of life that jesus wants to restore uh, and, and that jesus is is, is, is the, the message behind the message here and, and what jesus is doing in these people's lives and what he wants to do in your life and and today we're taking a look at restored worship and and and, and all worship is 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 giving honor to somebody that's that's worthy of that honor and it, I, you know what it, worship isn't a, just a spiritual thing I mean come on, go to any Justin Bieber concert, go to any one direction concert and there's 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 thousands of pre teens and you know maybe some moms out there that are worshiping the guy the guys the band you know that sort of thing you know go to any Taylor Swift concert and there's all these pre teen and teenage. Guys, you know, worshiping there, You know, worship, ascribing worth to somebody doesn't just happen in a spiritual context. I mean, you know, some of you listening to this, I mean, you know, it was that Grateful Dead concert that you went to where you were ascribing worship to somebody that you thought was worthy. But when you bring it into a spiritual context, I mean, come on, God, I, you know, certainly if you're listening to this, you're thinking God is worth something right some sort of 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 worship some some sort of honor i mean even if you're you're what we'd kind of call a non-fan somebody just checking this thing out you're you're listening to this because you you, you think that that's even a possibility that's that's out there or you're coming back to the idea and and and, and god is certainly i mean you're going to expect a preacher to say this right god is certainly worthy of honor it, 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 well, Broken worship doesn't have to do with the person who 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 you think is worthy. It actually has to do with us that you think that you're just unable to give worship. You know, in a in a in a in a human sort of sense, you know, you kind of see this played out. You know, when, when people think that they're unworthy to give to give honor to somebody that, that is worthy of this honor. I mean, they go to great lengths to 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 uh, uh, overcome. Their inability to give honor, and usually you, you know what we call that, right? Stalking, stalker. I mean, this is what you know—CSI, Law and Order, and, and Castle. I mean, they've they, they they've made shows out of this, right? But what happens when our worship of God is broken? See, in Jesus' day, that cleanliness is is next to godliness. I mean you know the religious leaders of Jesus day thought cleanliness was godliness we're not going to take a look at this story but there's another story where 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 Jesus disciples didn't wash their hands before they ate and and the religious leaders got on to Jesus for not requiring his disciples to wash their hands before they ate because i mean they they like showed how unspiritual they were <laughs> like most of us that think that's crazy but in that day and you know in fact Jesus response to them was you know what's going to happen to this food, right? Like it's going to go in their mouth, in their stomach, and it's going to go out their body. I mean, Jesus in this story was 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 saying stuff that we'd get on to our boys if they said at the dinner table. I mean, that's what he was talking about. I mean, this is potty talk, literally. Potty talk. But but, but we're going to take a look at another story. A story about a, a guy that was a, a leper. And in that day that physical condition, that physical uncleanliness to them, to the people that walked around, especially to the religious leaders, they they thought that that meant that he had broken worship, that God didn't like him, that he did something that God is getting him back for. And so in this story, we we see broken worship, but we also see how Jesus restores worship. Let's Let's read the story. You can find it in Mark chapter 1, verse 40. A man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus, begging to be healed. If you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean, the leper said. Moved with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be healed. Instantly, the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. Then Jesus sent him on his way with a stern warning. Do not tell anybody about this. Instead, go to the priest, tell that one guy, let him examine you, take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. But the man went and spread the word, proclaiming to everyone what had happened. As a result, large crowds soon gathered around Jesus. And he couldn't publicly enter a town anywhere. He had to stay out in the secluded places. But people from everywhere kept coming to him. See in the story we see we see destroyed worship. We see a guy who has leprosy. Now, now Leviticus 13, it's a long chapter, and, and Leviticus 13 is all about people with skin disease and, and, and what to do with people with skin diseases. Look. In, in, in this culture, in the Old Testament, and it's still in Jesus' day, I mean, this was not advanced culture. I mean, we don't, in this first world country of America, we don't deal with leprosy that much. It's, it's in the countries, third world, the, the countries that, 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 that don't have the, the advances medically and with sanitation that, that they deal with this. But in Leviticus 13, God prescribed. Told them, here, look, 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 look. If 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 this person has this type of skin disease, and if it looks like this, then then they're actually okay. It'll get healed, and it's not contagious. It's okay. They're they're okay. They don't they don't have to be quarantined from anything. But but if they're if they're if their skin disease looks like this, and it has pus coming out, and the, look, don't read Leviticus thirteen. If you've got you know a queasy stomach, or if you're eating or anything, and if it's got pus coming out, they are contagious, and, and 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 quarantine them for seven days. But but you know. Come and inspect them and make sure it's getting better. And and if you read the chapter, and if you read it with unbiased eyes, like you didn't really know what was going on, or if you didn't have a religious background or anything, you would just think it was like this medical document. And all God is really doing is giving them practical advice on how to deal with, with skin diseases and leprosy. And it also gave advice of when he is healed, like how to kind of see him restored into the community. And so, really, this really didn't have anything to do with spiritual. Like, they weren't to go worship in the temple or the tabernacle, but it wasn't because God thought that they were bad. It was just simply because they needed to be away from people. And 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 be quarantined away from people so that this this didn't spread. But but the intent was that they would get better and that they would be restored. But the religious leaders of Jesus' day, over the course of time, over the course of millennium, t- they 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 took it to be spiritual. They took it to see that that his leprosy meant that morally and spiritually God didn't like this guy. God never intended it to be that way. People just took it to that level. But at the same time, we can look at leprosy as a metaphorical condition of our soul. It's the fact that, you know what? We see broken worship occur in our life when when we're unclean. When we don't feel worthy to come before God or there's something wrong with our relationship. you know i i've felt that way everybody has felt that way that i'm unclean that, that there's something that that there's not that's not right see psalm 24 says who may climb the mountain of the lord who may stand in his holy place those are those are metaphors or poetic language about who can worship god only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols and never tell lies, they will receive the Lord's blessing and have a right relationship with God their Savior. Such people may seek you and worship in your presence, O God of Jacob. Look, Jesus isn't ignoring the fact that this guy had leprosy. He, he healed the leprosy. And if we apply this metaphorically to our lives, not saying that if you've got something physical wrong with you, that God you know, sees you as bad. No, no, no we're not, we're not, no, we're not doing that. But if we apply this metaphorically, that we all have leprosy of our soul, leprosy of our heart. That's what causes our broken worship. Don't don't check out on me here. We're only talking about broken worship in order for you to, 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 to see the restorative aspect of Jesus here. And you know what? Broken worship... It gets worse when everyone reminds you of your condition. See, this guy, everywhere he went, people would yell out, Unclean! Unclean! They would point and they would yell. And this guy himself is supposed to yell, Unclean! Unclean! I mean, everywhere he went, he was reminded of his condition. And that people didn't want to have anything to do with him. And see, when we apply this metaphorically to our soul and to our heart, when we've got... Broken worship, and there's something wrong with us. See, we we kind of feel that same way. I mean, people going around, and maybe you've, unfortunately, maybe you've experienced religious people that wanted to remind you of your spiritual condition every time they saw you. It's almost as if they were yelling and pointing, unclean! And you know what? It doesn't help, does it? That broken worship, it only gets worse when people want to remind you of your condition. And so you know what ends up happening, invariably happening, and in and, and so much so, so many times that if you've been following along with this series so many times that, that 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 what the brokenness actually seeps into our identity. And it's no different here. See, we we start seeing ourselves as as not worth it. You could hear it. You could you could, you can see it in this guy. Like he said, Jesus, if you're willing. He was so used to people not being willing to be around him, being willing to touch him, being willing to to, to just talk with him. That that when he approached Jesus, he was just like, Jesus, if, hey, look, I understand if you're not, but man, if you're willing, can you can you heal me? See, so we start seeing ourselves the same way that we're maybe not worth it to God. See, because we are not clean that godliness is not possible. And maybe you're like, dude, you read his Psalm 24. Man, it sounds like you're saying the same thing those religious leaders were saying. No, hold on. Hold on. We haven't got to the rest- restoration part yet. See, Jesus restored this man. He didn't walk away from him and say, I'm not willing. He didn't walk away from him yelling, "Unclean, unclean." Jesus healed this man. Jesus restored this man. Jesus restored this man's worship. We, saw, we see this in this story. See, when, but worship is only restored when we come to Jesus. See, this man came to Jesus. This man had enough faith, even though we probably see that his faith is a little uh, wavery, but he still came to Jesus. All Jesus needs, the more I read these miracles, the more I see people's broken faith showing up before Jesus, but all Jesus needs is some inkling of faith in Him. See, come to Jesus. The fact, the mere fact that you're listening to this has some inkling of faith that that you want to come to Jesus. just... Come to Jesus say, look, there's something wrong with me. This metaphor for for spiritual leprosy, it kind of rings with me. I feel like my worship is broken. Just come to Him. See that verse, the Psalm 24, talks about, you know, it kind of leaves us going, I mean, can anybody ascend the hill of the Lord? But it is only through Jesus that we can find pure hands and a clean heart anyway. Gotta come to Jesus, and see when when we come to Jesus, Jesus will have compassion. See, he, he had compassion on this man, and compassion is pity with action. See, he he did more than feel sorry for this guy, and then walk away. See, he felt sorry for him, and he and he touched him, he healed him, he restored him. He 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 had compassion on the man, and Jesus will have compassion on you as well if you just come to him, and tell him your condition. See, we we see more than compassion. I mean, we 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 see compassion coming out in in, in how he healed the guy. I mean, so many times Jesus didn't even Jesus didn't even touch him a a person. He 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 just he just said, "Be healed," and they were healed, or stand up, and they stood up, and they they were healed. Or Jesus touched this guy. See, Jesus touched what others thought was contagious. He reached out and touched him. See, maybe you feel contagious in your soul. Like like people have in fact maybe some religious people have, have, have made you feel like you are contagious. Like like what is going on? The sin that you have and the, the condition of the soul that you have is contagious. So stay away from this man. Jesus will touch what others see as contagious. He's not afraid of your sin. He's not afraid of the condition of your soul. He will touch what others think is contagious. And heal and restore your worship so you can ascend. So you can come and and and, 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 and ascribe worth to God. Because He's worthy. You see, you know what? We see Jesus going and telling this guy, Hey, look, go worship. Go worship. the That the, 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 the whole go tell the priest thing, that whole get, take your offering to the priest and, and, and do it the way that the law of Moses prescribed, that was in Leviticus 13 as well, that when they were healed, that, that they were supposed to do a certain offering a certain way. Jesus didn't try to reinvent the worship wheel. He didn't say, look, look, I have come to dis- destroy all that. He didn't say, look, when, after I die, like all this is irrelevant. No, 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 no. He, he told, go worship the same way Moses told you to worship. He's not looking to worship, reinvent the worship wheel. Look, we're not trying to reinvent the worship wheel. All we want to do is give people an opportunity to be able to tell God, "You're worth it. You're worth it more than anybody else." That's all we want to do. And we just, all we want to do is be able to tell people, actually, actually, worship is more than the song. It's more than showing up on Sunday and singing a few songs. Of worship is with our life and all of our life that Jesus wants to restore. We simply give that back in worship. he doesn't. We're, we're not looking to try and reinvent the worship wheel. Jesus is not looking to reinvent the worship wheel. He wasn't with this man. He's not with us now. He simply wants to restore our life so that we can tell God He's worth it. And He's worth it above anybody else. And even more than that, He wants us to be able to do this in public so that other people can see how much God is worth it. And you know what? You know what? When people see us restored, when people see us telling God he is worth it because because of the restoration he has given us, look, 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 it'll be viral. Jesus told this man, hey, go tell one man, the priest. (laughs) He, He didn't obey Jesus. He went and he told everybody he could find because Jesus restored him. It'll be viral. People who want to be restored, when they see other people who are restored, it'll become viral. And you know what? This is actually kind of the fishers of men part. that Jesus wants us to see God is worth it. And he wants us to see people as, as, as simply needing and wanting God. and People that, you know what? Worship is a part of life and that Seeing people as needing to worship God. And you know what the fishers of men part is that we can't be afraid to restore people's worship. We can't be afraid that other people are contagious! Oh no! Look, they're not contagious to us. Not because we're so awesome. Because sin no longer has a hold on us. See, we can't be afraid of people and their condition. We we, we need to want it to become viral. And then if we want restoration and healing to become viral, we've got got to be among people who need restoration, who need healing. We need to go to them. So that we can serve them. so So that this restoration will become viral. For some of you listening to this, maybe, maybe you're saying, I need restored worship. I need Jesus to touch me, and to cleanse me, and to heal me. Simply ask Him to do that. He'll restore you. He'll restore your worship. Some of you that's settled, maybe you need, you know, maybe you need kind of a spot check or two, but that's settled. What do you do? <laughs> Use the worship that Jesus has restored. To worship God. Ascribe the worth that's due Him. But do it in public. That, that doesn't mean sing a solo on your desk at work. But that just simply means with your life, with what Jesus has restored, ascribe His worth. Just like this man who is healed of leprosy. He ascribed worth, the worth of God to others. And it became viral. My prayer is that Our restoration becomes viral. So much so that we see people far from God restored to Him. Because He wants to restore everyone's worship. Thank you for listening to the Crosspoint Fellowship Podcast. You can subscribe to our daily blog at cpf.me.